Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome, subscribers, to episode 112 of the newly titled CSI Dexter. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sergeant Sam Fowser of Fowser Consulting. And in this episode, because Sam and I have been listening to the Catch a Killer podcast, we have decided to change it up a little bit. And in this CSI Dexter, we're going to tell the story of a shift killer. That's right. We're going to share with you how a shift killer exists, how they killed their shift, and then we'll have you, the listeners, determine if you can find and turn in the shift killer. Sam, are you ready for CSI Dexter? I am, and I think it's important to say that this is not a victimless crime. In fact, the victims are our treasured customers. And team members. So take us down this this road. So for those of you that have listened to any of the the catch a killer, to catch a serial killer podcast, right? They go through the whole like this is what happened and this why it was they were either wrongfully committed or, or convicted or why they haven't found them, right? So let's let's go through something that happens to you and your team in your store. The shift I'm talking about is the last shift, this shift or the next shift. And the killer I'm talking about, well, Sam and I teased it on the last episode. The killer's negativity. So Sam, I think we can have a brief discussion around approaching that shift either in a negative light or in a positive light. How do you feel about that for today? I love it. You and I have both said in front of countless people that the pace of the pack is determined by the speed of the leader. The attitude that you bring in the store is the attitude you'll get. And um, I, I'm, I'm excited to go on this mission and investigation to see if we can find the killer of shifts everywhere around the world. Now, I, I think I want to start with a story. And it, I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent. Or guilty. In some cases. So the names I'm going to use in this case are going to be Manager Drew and Assistant Sam. This way, as I'm talking through Drew and Sam, you'll know that I'm not talking about the two of us, but no, I'm in Storyville and just follow along. Storyville. I like it. So manager Drew is a little high strung. Manager Drew wants to always put the good foot forward for corporate, right? So when corporate shows up or the franchisee shows up, manager Drew is the one there two hours beforehand, scrubbing the windows, cleaning the baseboards, yelling at people to get an image. Because what am I not doing when corporate's not there, Sam? Not a darn thing. I'm not doing any of that stuff, right? Heck no. I am the dog and pony manager. And it means that when there's a corporate person around, I'm smiley, happy, and I'm saying how great my team is. And when a corporate person's not around, Sam, how do I generally treat my team probably? <laughs> right. Lots of, lots of bar barfing from my mouth at people at the end. Sam is the assistant manager. Sam is a high energy, high positive person. However, 
he's not just a cheerleader. He holds people accountable. He tells people what their role is. He tells them when they've done a good job. And if they're a little off course, he corrects them. Now I tell you this setup because a friend of mine gave this to me and I want to share what happened because Sam went on vacation for 10 days. Oh no. To Hawaii. And on day five of Sam's vacation, corporate said to Drew, the manager, that they were coming for a surprise inspection the next day. Oh, my. A surprise inspection the next day. Not a big surprise, but normally there it, it's you got like a week. Normally, you know, hey, we're coming next Thursday, next Tuesday. This was, you know, two o'clock on Wednesday. We're coming on Thursday. Sam, there are 22 people on the payroll on that Wednesday shift. There were nine people that were clocked in over top of manager Drew. Would you like to know how many people put in their notice by the time corporate showed up the next day? No joke. I'm going to guess that it's that it's more than zero and less than 10. If I'm a betting guy, I'm going to go with seven. Seven would be a horrific four. Four put in their notice because Drew went all dog and pony for 24 hours. And if you think of it, it's 15% of the crew. That's an enormous amount of people to lose because I can't hold the crew to a standard. Now, the reason I tell you about assistant Sam is that each person, when they put it in their notice, reached out to assistant Sam and was like, hey, Sam, I want to let you know, they're probably going to fire Drew at some point. When they do, let us know and we'll come back to work. I tell the story because all of us have had a people problem at some point. Rarely do we look internally for a people problem, right? I can't hire people at my store because of the town I'm in, because of the pay of my franchisee, because no one wants to work anymore. Sam, how long have you been doing this again? This isn't an age joke, actually. So just just follow along. 40 years. And, and over the 40 years, has it been hard to hire for most of that time? I think I know where you're going with this. So I'm just going to put, put a small spin on it. The times it was tough to hire at any course of the 40 years, I would say had very little to do with what was going on with the economy or what was going on with the state of unemployment. And I would say quite positively that every single time there was a hiring issue, it was directly stemmed from a lack of leadership issue and every store that I saw that didn't have a hiring issue was because there was an amazing leader in place. Thanks for playing along. The hours and days of show prep, I'm, I'm glad you got to the notes there in the show prep to play along with that. Thank you. So if that's the case, Sam, then let's help our listeners out because we're going to issue a positivity challenge at the end of this because we feel like doing a challenge two episodes in a row. Why not? We can do whatever we want to. It's our show. Sam, if, if you were running a shift today, what would positivity look like for you in a store today? Well, for me, and, and I think it's important that we talk about that when we're saying be positive, what we're not saying is the only thing you can say is positive things. But what I like to make sure people that I have the opportunity to coach understand is that what I'm really saying is everything you say has to be said in a positive way. Saying positive things and saying things in a positive way are two completely different things. 
So what positivity looks like for me today as a leader is we've got about a three to one ratio of positive things as opposed to constructive things that said positively. So if you're in a store that has got a lot of opportunities for constructive, positive things to say, then you've got to be very creative to find more positive things that are happening. You know, if you're in a hundred by hour, you've got a hundred opportunities to say something positive about things that are coming out of the oven. And I have been seeing more and more that we're missing those opportunities to let the folks that are on the make line know that they're doing a great job. So, you know, I think it starts with something as simple as, hey, this pizza looks great. When I'm doing the Better Visits Today class and we talk about checking product, I get into the whole, hey, this pizza looks great thing as well. As operators, we're so tied to looking at the negative. And, and if we grab a, a, a product and we're like, instantly we tell them, hey, this is a remake. Then they know every time we're in the store that we're just going to be the guy that makes them make all their pizzas over again, right? But if we do it the other way of what do you think of this pizza? And the only pizzas we ever do that with are remakes. They know that anytime they're, I'm showing them a pizza, it's a bad thing. Also correct. If I spin it around and occasionally I'm like, what do you think of this pizza? And I let them say it's a great and you can do the whole, you're right. It's a great. This is an amazing pizza. It changes the environment in the store instantly. Um, have you ever joked with a customer about that? Oh, absolutely. I did that uh, a couple weeks ago where the pizza came out and I looked at the customer. We knew it was their pizza. We only had a couple orders up in the store. And I looked at them. I'm like, hey, it's going to be eight more minutes. The customer's like, why? I'm like, well, your pizza's out and it's done and it looks so good. I might have to eat it. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I love that you said that because I've been known to be a bit of a jokester with customers as well. And what I love is the expression and the responses you get from the customers. They're equally as funny as, as the responses you get from the team members. They're like, why did you do that? Did yeah. you see how they smile? Friend of the show, Jeremy Hill, you know, he talks about rehumanizing the experience. And when we, when we joke with customers, we're delivering them a Chick-fil-A level experience instead of a McDonald's level transaction. And we've got to get less transactional and more experiential if we want to do better. So, you know, I love that. And you said just a minute ago that as operators, we see the bad things. You know, I'd take it a step further. As human beings, our brains are wired to see what's wrong and want to fix it. And that doesn't make us bad leaders. That gives us an opportunity to clear a blind spot and know that our team members want to be recognized when they do good things. Or the only thing they're going to expect when our mouths open and they hear our voice is, what am I doing wrong next? That reticular activation syndrome keeps creeping up again, right? We, we want to see what it is we want to see. It's why in the Better Visits Today class, when we talk about celebrating, um, I, I try and give them reasons that they can celebrate any small win. It's why when we're doing pictures from the, the class when they're in stores, it's, hey, if you see something, expired product, somebody out of image, that's cool. You have to take a picture of that. But I want you to go and search and find something that's good. So we have to have an equal distribution of 
things that are an opportunity and things that are good because we occasionally forget to reward the good. Yeah. And I love that you talk about when you see something, you have to take a picture. One of my big things, I I don't know, for maybe the last six, six to 12 months is, you know, I've got a slide in one of the workshops that to see something and then, you know, almost immediately all the participants will yell out, say something. Uh, So, you know, you see something, you say something. And in fact, I've got little hat pins now, see something, say something, you know, it's so important. When you do see something, you know, back to kind of our original thing on this particular episode, how you say it is going to determine whether or not their behavior changes. And that should be your only goal. Your goal shouldn't be, oh, let me show you how smart I am, or I know all the standards, or la, 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 I'm the boss, you'll do what I say. Your, your goal should be to get them to change their behavior. And the way you say it, it's going to determine how they change their behavior. And it's, it's a skill that you have to practice and you have to get better at. I want to go back a little bit because you're talking about how the leader, it's not just about being positive, right? It's not just about cheerleading. It's not just about there are no losers in this. It's not about participation trophies. Being positive is just finding like the, the, the pot at the end of the, the rainbow, right? Hey, if we do this, 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 good things will happen. It's not a matter of, oh, it's another day. This sucks. People are going to call. We're going to be busy. We're going to get it beat down. But let's do this again so we can do this again tomorrow. Like, who wants to work there? But Sam, how many times have you heard almost that from a shift lead or from a leader in a store? In the world we're in, and for those of you that haven't been paying attention, there is a global labor shortage global not in your town not in your state not just in the united states it's global universal global labor it's yeah yeah well it could be (laughs) when we get people in leadership has never been more important in my humble opinion than it is right now we've got to do everything we can to make sure that the people that choose us continue to choose us because we're great leaders. And that doesn't mean it's a country club. That doesn't mean everything they do is rainbows and unicorns. Believe it or not, your team members want to be held accountable. They want to do the job right. And it's your job to give them the skills and knowledge they need. And it's your job to help coach them when they get out of line. You know, it's, it's something that we've got to do if you want to be great. And if you don't want to be great, please go somewhere else. A couple episodes back, we had Gus Garcia on and he talked about his, his gold star program that he's looking for people to go above and beyond. And he rewards that. And it's kind of funny to me because when I was at corporate, I used to joke around with open mouth insert project that I would, I would be in a meeting and it'd be like, Hey, this thing is wrong. And I think we should fix it. And someone would go cool since you brought it up. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. I open my mouth. I will insert the project. It wasn't meant to be a negative. It was, I had no problem saying, I, I think I can correct this. I think I can fix it. That said, the only reward for me at the end of it was it wasn't an issue anymore. And sometimes that's as positive as it can be. Let's just fix this. So it stops being an issue. Gus is taking it next level with, Hey, we know we're going to have call outs. So the folks that step up, 
and, and take on that responsibility of, of filling in that gap, we're going to reward. And I got to be honest, Sam, that's the first time I've heard something like that from someone in a long time. Yeah. I, you know, I've heard the opposite way, you know, you got a point system and you lose points and. Oh yeah. 10 points and you're fired kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, here we are again with organic carrots. I'm, I'm big in, in the carrots. And I, you know, I think that gold star program that Gus put out there was amazing. And I'm sure if you'd like to know more information about that and you reached out to Gus via his Facebook group or whatever, he would share. He's, he's a sharing kind of guy. As long as you're with the Domino's pizza brand, if you're not with the Domino's pizza brand, he's going to hunt you down and find you, but (laughs) put you um, out of business (laughs) and put you out of business. But yeah, we've got to create that positive atmosphere if we want good things to happen. You know, the last time I was in a pizza store that ran really well, it was fun. We should have fun at work. And it takes work to get work to be fun to where things are, are going well. Uh, what was it that um, Sardique was telling us that you've got to take the phrase, to get a catchphrase, you've got to take the phrase and spin it around? I'm doing this on the fly, so help me out a second. Work shouldn't be hard, but hard work should be fun. There you go. Because when you're, when you're purposeful, when you're doing things with the result in mind, whether it's uh, roles and responsibilities or just finding the good in what's happening in the shift, it's hard because you've got to purposely do it, but it creates so much good and so much value and it makes work easy. So I'm, I'm a huge fan. So Sam, how should we have a challenge for our listeners? I'm very scared right now because that thought was just going through my head and to think that I'm thinking much similar to Drew Helmholtz is, is frightening me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm intrigued. Here's what I'm thinking for the challenge. Your challenge, if you have struggled with creating a positive atmosphere in your store, is to come up with some scoring system and let your team know that you are challenging yourself to be more positive on this next shift. And again, so we're clear, that doesn't mean you're only going to say positive things but you're going to say things in a positive way. And your goal is to score 25 points. And your team will give you a point every time you say something in a positive manner that is uncharacteristic to you. And you let everybody know. And you tell them, I want you to be fair. I want you to score me fairly. But if I score 25 points tonight, there's going to be a prize in it for everyone. And that prize is going to be a Drew and Sam talk training pin for the entire crew. Ooh. Okay. So to recap, this is not complicated. My friends, you're going to talk to your team, which you do every day anyway, or you should, you should, no, you probably do anyway. You just talk about, you know, Achilles tendons rupturing and not about the things that matter. Speaking of PTSD. Yeah, I know. I know. Still hurts too. So you're going to talk to your team. You're challenging yourself to be more positive. 25 points. That doesn't mean that you're cheerleading the whole night, but it means that your team is going to have to actually listen to what you say and how you say it and give you honest, real feedback. 
this has so many possible ways to play out that we should, once this goes live, this podcast goes live saying we should share this in other ways as well, because this is a fun kind of let's have a positive week challenge that we could have a blast with. I love it. All right, listeners. I think we've reached the end of this episode of Drew and Sam talk training that was nearly titled CSI Dexter. If you have not already like us, follow us, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your team. Find the positivity in you today. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am positive that I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. Gang, as always, go out, sell more pizza. And not have some fun. Not have any fun. Have more fun. Positively. That's all, folks.